You're listening to the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. We talk sports because we know sports. Hi, how are you? Welcome to another episode of the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holiday. I am Doc Holiday, and it's solo. I'm solo. I'm putting the Steph Curry tonight. I'm putting the Steph Curry in game two of the NBA Finals tonight. Straight hooping, solo, by myself, even though Steph Curry wasn't hooping solo by himself, but it seemed like he was hooping solo by himself because if y'all didn't watch game two of the NBA Finals between the Golden State Warriors, you missed the ball game. You missed some sports entertainment at its finest, finest. And that sports entertainment at its finest was given to us by Mr. Wardell Stephen Curry. Steph Curry, first of all, the Warriors taking care of the Boston Celtics, 107 to 88. Now, this is after Golden State lost game one of the NBA finals to the Boston Celtics, who pulled away from him in the fourth quarter and shocked him in San Francisco at Golden State to take a one nothing lead in the NBA Finals. So game two rolls around. So now you y'all knew. And y'all know ain't no way in the hell Golden State was going to lose the first two games of the NBA Finals. Y'all knew. Y'all know that Steph Curry was not going to allow the Golden State Warriors to go down 0-2 to the Boston Celtics. This Golden State Warriors team that going into this NBA Finals had more than 120 games combined of NBA Finals experience and the Boston Celtics didn't have none. Y'all knew Steph Curry was not going for that nonsense and he did not go for that nonsense. Golden State pulling away from Boston to win this ball game easily, but the game really wasn't easy. But this game really came down to just the third quarter. At halftime, Golden State led by two points. Boston Celtics their dynamic duo of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown was absolutely hooping. They combined for nearly 40 points together in the first half. But in the second half, they just did not have that same productivity. They just did not have that same effectiveness. But Mr. Wardell, Stephen Curry did. Because Steph Curry went off in the third quarter. Went off to the tune of 14 points in the third quarter. Finished with 29 points. But he went off in the third quarter because Golden State went off in the third quarter. And that's when this game was over, in the third quarter. As I said, Golden State, two-point lead at halftime. So all they did was come out in the third quarter and say, you know what? Uh, let's show let's show Boston why we're like three-time NBA champions, this little group of Golden State. Let's show them why we do what we do and how we do what we do. That's going to close the door on their asses in the third quarter and just uh, discourage them and hurt their feelings. So letting them know they're going to go back to Boston with this series tied at one game apiece. Let's show them how we do what we do. And they went loco. Golden State went Donkey Kong in the third quarter. This is how they do it. Steph Curry layup, 10-53 to go. Put Warriors up. 54 to 52. 951, Keevan Looney with the dunk. 56 52. 923, Clay Thompson with the three. Clay Thompson kind of struggled tonight, but he did a, hit a big three right here. That made it 59 52. Then 843, Steph Curry, 27 foot jump shot. 62 54, Golden State Warriors lead. 815 is Clay again. 64 to 54, they're up. 
452 Jason Tatum for the Celtics. He gets a 26-footer. Warriors lead cut to 68-62. Boston with the low life. Hell no, they didn't have any life because any life they had, Golden State just took it right then, and they were not pulling out any defibrillators. They was killing the Boston Celtics in the third quarter, and they did it. Because when Jason Tatum hit that three-pointer to cut that Warriors lead to 68-62, to Otto Porter said, no, I got three for you. Warriors back up 71-62. That's what 417 left. 253, Steph Curry again. Step back, 76-62. Golden State Warriors lead back up to 14, 213. It's Steph Curry again, this time from 30 feet. 79-62. Warriors lead 14 points for Steph in the third quarter. Then 30 seconds, Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole, who hadn't really played well, didn't play well in game one. His ass played well in game two. Jordan Poole hits the 29-footer. That made it 84-64 with 30 seconds left in the third quarter and then the last shot of the third. Jordan Poole again at the buzzer. Pulls up from 39 feet, knocks it down, part of a 19-2 run for the Golden State Warriors to end the third. They're up 87-64 at the end of the third, and that was pretty much Billy Ball game then. If you didn't think it was Billy Ball game, then all Golden State Warriors did after that, they scored the first six points of the fourth quarter. Giving, giving them a 93-64 lead. Then Celtics head coach Emei Udoka said, yeah, that's it. I'm done. I just seen enough. We straight. Y'all got it. We cool, man. We sorry. We'll try again. We'll do better next time. Because when, when, when Golden State scored them first six points of the fourth quarter to go up 93-64, 29 points, Emei said, nah, okay. That's cool. Come on, y'all. Bench players, get on in. Start to sit down. He emptied the bench, and it, it was it right there. Series tied at one game apiece. And the reason why this game got out of hand for the Boston Celtics in that third quarter, for one, Boston was turning the damn ball over too much. Too many turnovers now. You got to give some credit to Golden State defense because they amped up the intensity of their defense, being extremely active. And Draymond Green, Draymond Green was just being a pest, which is what he does. He got his ass worked and cooked by Al Horford in game one. He made sure that Al Horford was not going to cook his ass in game two, and he did not. Al Horford only had two points in the entire game. That's after going six of eight from three-point range in game one. Wasn't like that in game two. And the major, major reason is Draymond Green doing his job. Draymond is a defense guy. He wants to get the offense going. He wants to facilitate. He wants to pass the ball. He wants to make sure everybody is where they're supposed to be on offense, hitting cuts, setting screens for the players he needs to set screens for. And Draymond really don't want to shoot the ball, but he's going to play some defense, and he plays some great defense. He was part of that defensive intensity that Golden State showed specifically in that third quarter to take control of this ball game and put this ball game out of hand and make Boston say, okay, we cool. We good. We good. We sorry. We're just playing with y'all. We mean to make y'all mad out the game one. Because Golden State, they played pissed off. But that's what it's that's what the game came down to. Third quarter. Third quarter. Steph finished it with 29 points. He hit five threes, five of 13 from three-point range. But the threes he hit. Steph Curry was really out there playing with them. Steph Curry was doing this Steph Curry thing. He was getting to the rack for some layups. But then those threes, some of those threes he was hitting. Those jump shots he was hit, he just makes it look so easy. He literally looked like he'd be playing with people out there. And he does it effortlessly. His ass really never looks like he's playing hard, but he be playing hard. 
that's just an example of his greatness to make it look as effortless as Steph Curry makes it look. He kind of he kind of remind me uh, remind me when he out there playing of Day Day when Day Day was trying to run from Baby D on next Friday, on next Friday when he was outside. That's how Steph Curry be playing with people out, and, th and that's how that's what he looked like. Yeah, twenty nine points as I said, fourteen of those coming in the third quarter. He got some help from Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole had his best game. He has seventeen points going five of nine three point range. Kevon Looney, big dog, twelve point seven rebounds, didn't miss a shot. Six and six from the field. Keep on Looney just quietly does his job, man. And goes perfect from the field. Clay Thompson still hasn't quite found his shot yet, but he still can be effective on the defensive end and doing other things. Clay just finished with 11 points. He went four of 19 from the field, only one of eight from three-point range. And that one three coming in that huge third quarter for Golden State when he knocked down the three and gave them a seven-point lead. So despite his less-than-stellar shooting performance, Golden State still comes out with the dub, and Draymond 9.7 assists doing what he does. Now, as far as the Boston Celtics are concerned, I don't know what the hell was going on with uh, their starters. Now, Jason Tatum didn't play well in game one, came out 28 points. Six and nine for three-point range. Jalen Brown, 17 points. Jalen Brown, who had a great game one. Not so great game two, but he did uh, put up 17 points. But that was it. Their other three starters didn't give them a damn thing on offense. You heard me say Al Horford, who, who had such a great game one, only had two points. Robert Williams the third. Their big man, he only had two points. Marcus Smart, the point guard, he only had two points. So three Boston Celtics starters finished with two points apiece. Now, we could talk about Golden State's defense, but at the same time, they have to be a little bit more aggressive and a lot more productive than that. But they wouldn't. I think Draymond Green kind of felt embarrassed the way Al Horford was cooking his ass in game one. He made sure to cut his stove off. He made sure to put the pilot light, put the pilot light out on the stove. And Al Horford wasn't cooking anything. Two points. Robert Williams the third, two points. Marcus Smart, two points. And now, this game, this series going back to Boston. Tied at one game apiece, which shouldn't, shouldn't be surprising. I think everybody that knew that New Golden State wasn't going to lose no damn. They weren't going to go down 0-2. Hell no. Hell no. But the game was competitive in the first half. So Boston and Ime Udoka, they can be, you know, they can count on that and look at that as a positive. But it's almost the way Boston shot the ball in, in, in the fourth quarter in game one, couldn't miss anything. And Golden State was like, hey, what, what can we do, man? They not missing a damn shot. That's what Boston can say about Golden State in the third quarter. I think they outscored them in the third quarter, 35 to 14. 35 to 14. End of the quarter on a 19-2 run. They were getting dunks, layups, mid-range, three-pointers. And while Boston couldn't hit a shot, 
and couldn't stop Golden State from hitting shots. And the result is what you saw. 107 to 88, but the game really wasn't that close. When you got Ime Udoka emptying the bench early on in the fourth quarter, like, ah, which I don't blame you. Like, hey, we ain't coming back 29 points. Hell no. They beating the hell out of us, man. Starters rest. Woody came here and got a 1-1 split, which he should be happy about. He shouldn't be happy about how they played in game two, especially when you got three starters scoring two points apiece, two points apiece. So that has to be addressed. I don't know what the hell up with that. But, hey, I know he's happy that they're up one. I mean, that he got this series tied one, one apiece, that he was able to win a game in Golden State because they stole home court advantage. So now they get to go home and go up 2-1 if they can win game three. But we shall see. We are dealing with a very, very experienced Golden State Warriors team. And we're dealing with also a hungry, real aggressive Boston Celtics team who has a coach that coaches them up, and they play with a lot of pride. We have a coach. They have a coach in Ime Udoka who always seems to make, make the right adjustments coaching adjustments, substitutions, the way he uh, can put his players in positions to be successful and the way he can get to them mentally and emotionally to keep them confident and up, but also get enough out of them to make, make them play to their potential or even beyond their potential. So Ime Udoka, one of the best coaches in the NBA, so I'm sure he's going to make the proper adjustments between now and the next game and see what was going on and see what the hell was happening. And he's going to have his team ready to play. I'm sure of that. But Steph Curry is just, he's a basketball entertainer, man. As we say, sports is entertainment. And that dude entertains. And that 39-foot jump shot, that 39-footer that Jordan Poole hit, Jordan Poole hit, to end the third quarter was third quarter was beautiful. It was beautiful. Now Steph Curry said they do they they practice those shots and they shoot those shots every day at practice, and they keep count. And he said even ones that hit in the game they keep count. They probably be betting too. I don't know that for a fact, but I bet they do. They got all that money. It's a little, but Jordan Poole chill out betting with Steve Steph Curry because your money ain't his money now. I used to play in the NFL now. Big Bank take Little Bank. My Little Bank used to get swallowed up by Big Bank sometimes. You can't keep up with Big Bank because your Little Bank will be gone while Big Bank be laughing at you. So I don't know if that's what you're doing. I'm just giving you some advice. Chill out. Speaking of Big Bank, speaking of Big Bank, someone bought Wayne, Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky's final Edmonton Oilers jersey for $1.4 five two million dollars so if y'all don't know what that means that's one million four hundred and fifty two thousand dollars somebody paid for a damn jersey the most ever paid for a hockey jersey now apparently this jersey was worn during game four of the Oilers stanley cup final against the boston bruins and hell i don't know 1988 1989 something like that because he got traded to the los uh, angeles kings shortly after that i don't know i don't like hockey yeah I saw that, and I was like, damn. And they said it still got some of the stains and champagne in it. Why the hell you want a funky-ass jersey for $1.4 million? Why the hell you pay that kind of money for anybody's jersey? I don't understand that. 
is a collector's item. Man, please. $1.4 million for a damn jersey. That's funky. You got champagne and marks and sweat and stuff all in it. But hey, man, to each his own. Wouldn't be me. I damn sure don't understand at all. But most ever paid for a hockey jersey, $1,452,000. Somebody paid for Wayne Gretzky's number 99, Edmonton Oilers. Now, I was a kid in the hood. We didn't play no damn hockey. We didn't look at hockey. But that's the thing about it. I didn't know who Wayne Gretzky was. And when I was a kid, you didn't have social media and internet and all these television stations you have now. But I knew who Wayne Gretzky was. Because they used to show him on ESPN. Him, he was like the face of hockey. Because I know he, he ended up marrying that actress that everybody was talking about. So they were like this little super couple. So that's the only reason I know. And, and Wayne Gretzky was a hell of a hockey player. Now I don't like hockey, but that dude was cold. That dude was cold. He wasn't cold enough to buy no damn jersey of his for a million dollars. I'm sorry, a million and a half dollars nearly. But hey, man, whatever. And I think his gloves sold for like over $200,000 in the same auction. Man, please. Crazy as hell. Wouldn't be me. But it ain't me. But anyway, good luck to you. I don't know what the hell you're going to do with it. Frame it. Tell people, you got to tell people, hey, this is Wayne Gretzky's jersey. I paid a hundred, you know, a million points. How much money you got to spend $1.452 million on somebody's jersey anyway? Need your ass whooped. Something else you be doing with that money. I can't tell you how to spend your money now. I can't. You still need your ass whooped. 1.452 million. Come on, man. For a jersey? Anyway. But anyway, Golden State Warriors, Boston Celtics, NBA Finals, not tied, tied at one game apiece. After Golden State put an ass whooping on Boston in game two. After Boston put an ass whooping on Golden State in game one. Boston ran off for game one in the fourth quarter. Golden State ran off for game two in the third quarter. They kind of tacked on to that first part of the fourth quarter. So now we got us a ball game. I expected this series to go to seven games anyway. And it is. Ain't no doubt about it. Why? Because the NBA, damn it, wants the seven games NBA finals. That's why. This is entertainment now. Trust me. It's entertainment. But I hope y'all was entertained by this episode episode of the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I know y'all ain't heard from Isaac in a while. He's coming back. Trust me. Coming back. I just do these shows late at night when I feel like it because the studio is in my home. So I can do a thousand shows if I want to because I have stuff I want to talk about. I want to talk about the game. And I did. And I want to talk about Wayne Gretzky, whoever bought his damn jersey. And I did. What is it y'all want to talk about? Hit me up on the Twitter. And my Twitter is at the underscore Doc Holiday. That's Holiday with two L's. Or you can follow me on Instagram at the Doc Holiday Show. Or at TikTok. On TikTok at the Doc Holiday Show. And on Facebook at the Doc Holiday Show. Well, just know now, Doc Holiday show, you get, get you a lot of information. It's a lot of history. A lot of magically melanated history. Get some sports, too. But anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holiday. Until next time, God willing, all praises to the most high. I'm out. <laughs>